Welcome, everybody, to the Big Niang Theory. Thanks, George. Joel Embiid is in the building. It's the one where he tells me that I suck. <laughs> Think about where you were and like where you're at now. Can you ride a bike for me? Rude, and yes. Thank you for making time for the Big Niang Theory. We Big owe you. I appreciate you having me, bro. Welcome back, everybody. This is season two of the Big Niang Theory. I'm George Niang with my co-host, Lauren Rosen. And for this special episode, we have a second co-host, Tyrese Maxey. Um, but I think we're excited to have this guest. We have three hosts and one guest. Yes, we do. But this guest, D'Anthony Melton. Um, you know, D'Anthony came from uh, Memphis in a trade this offseason. And uh, we are a little bit more than a quarter way through the year. And we're more than excited to have D'Anthony a part of our team on the basketball court. But to let you fans get a inside look at who D'Anthony is. Without further ado, D'Anthony Melton, welcome to the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Man, thank you for having me for so. And I ain't gonna lie, I, I like the name uh, Big Niang Theory. It, it, it fits, especially with the show Big Bang Theory, you know what I mean? I like it. Bang, bang, Niang. Bang, bang, Niang. Niang, Niang. So, um, you know, obviously you came from Memphis, uh, D'Anthony. I don't, I don't know if you want to get too in-depth about it, but how was that process, you know, getting traded? A lot of fans only see, you know, how that goes on you know, through SportsCenter or, you know, the internet. How was that process for you? What were you doing? We all know it was draft night, but how did that, you know, go for you? So the 76ers had the 23rd overall selection. They are trading the 23rd selection and Danny Green to the Memphis Grizzlies for De'Anthony Melton. Whoa, Jamal. <laughs> Before you even got a call? Yeah, like, oh no call? I'm talking about, like, you know what I mean? Like, I literally refreshed Twitter, and then I'm reading that shit. Memphis Grizzlies have traded D'Anthony Vote. <laughs> 76ers for the 23rd. I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, hold on. Is that my name? Yeah, like. That's a big time change, though. Seriously. Like, going from a, a Memphis team that's, like, young and, and, and you small know. Market, yeah, small market. Small market to go into a team that's on national TV a lot with two, you know, future Hall of Famers for sure. Oh and, and, and Joe and James. So. I mean, how, how did you, what, was, what was your mindset going into that? Like, seriously, like, it's, that's so big of a difference. Like, I'm sitting there trying to think about it. Like, Memphis, y'all play like, you know, y'all play so free, so differently yeah. than, than how we do. You know, what was your, what was your thought process coming in? First, like, my first thought was like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to win a championship. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I saw how, how dominant you guys could be, um, even though it's like, you guys haven't gone as far as you guys probably wanted to. But at the same time, it's like, I know the pieces is there. Um, you know, even given, yeah, you got James, Joel, but also you got you, you know what I mean? Young, excited, it's somebody I know I can get in, get out and transition with, boom, uh, get up and down, we can move. Uh, also, Tobias, someone that's like, he's he's a good shooter, he got great form, you know, he got spots that he can ride, stuff like that. And it's, it's the role players too that's like, okay, I know I can fit in here. and. We could all get get to it, you know what I mean. I mean, Daryl's the dude that drafted me, so I felt like it was love there. Um, and then every time I played Doc, he's always show love, so I was just excited. Um, Doc called me literally like probably two minutes after that. Uh, I talked to him, talked to Zach Kleiman, Memphis GM, and then talked to my agent. I was just ready, like I was ready for whatever. Tyrese, when you won the Community Assist Award, D'Anthony said some really nice things about you. Tyrese is just like, like you kind of said, he's 
he's kind of militant with some things. You know what I mean? Like getting there early. Like even when I first met him, like I'm showing up at, <laughs> I think it was like a 10 a.m. workout, and I'm sh- I'm showing up like 9:50. You know what I mean? He he's sitting there down. He's sitting down, ready, our <laughs> shoes tied. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's not like, you just get here and stuff like that? Or like, how are you being? He said, no, he said, no, nah, that's my second workout already. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I see. Like, you know what I mean? That's type of stuff that, you know what I mean, great players do. And that's what he's striving to be. So, you know, it would be making me mad sometimes <laughs> how early he is. But, you know, like you said, it makes you want to be better. You know, makes you worried about what time I'm getting there. Now you like, you know what I mean, what, I'm, what am I doing? Um, so... Yeah, he definitely makes you want to be better. D'Anthony said some really nice things about you and about your friendship. How would you describe your friendship with D'Anthony? Because we haven't heard you talk about it before. Like, how did it come about so quickly? And how did you guys get so close as quickly as you did? And they work out every damn day. I, I was together. just about to say, I think I think well, I had to be the first person on the team oh, that yeah. you met. No, yeah, actually, yeah. I yeah. About that. This, I'll just tell y'all this story. So they tell me Melt's coming to work out. And like... <laughs> They're like, hey, you want, is it cool if Milk can work? I'm like, yeah, I'm, man, I don't care. I'm cool. So, like, all right, cool. So, Milk, Milk walk in about, I don't know. About, but, look, so I'm like, you know, I'm early riser. Everybody knows I'm an early riser. And they're like, uh, what time you want to go? I'm like, well, I want to go at 6. And they're like, mm, nah, let's back it up a little bit. So, I'm like, all right, what time? What thing went, like, 10, 11. So, we work out or whatever. But it's all cool. Like, we play a little one-on-one. And um, the one thing that I'll say about both of us, so we're competitive guys. So, like, and the one-on-one, it's like it's a weird feeling because you don't want to be overly competitive because you don't know who you're like. Yeah. You don't know. This, you don't know if he's gonna snap. You know or what I'm saying? But like, you still want to win because yeah. you want those. Back. So like, we play a little bit of that. You know, we got along from there. But our relationship, I mean, our friendship kind of took off from there, man. It's just like, you know, training camp, we laugh, you know, play cards, and um, you know, work out with spins together. Um, you know, I think it's just like us being young. We're like basically the the youngest two on the team. I think. Yeah. The youngest two that play like in the rotation, so it's like uh, we connect that way, and then uh, just being like he says, like young, fast, energetic, uh, turn like we are the, like we the turn guys on the team. Like we try to encourage each other. While I've been out, I've been encouraging him to do the best he can to, to fit in and shoot. And um, you know, he's, he's big, I'm 27 years old. Exactly. I, know. I was just 24. Exactly. I'm, I'm a little older <laughs> yeah. than this man right exactly. there. Like, so we just be young, like we young and just be. Young and kick turn. It. Yeah. Yeah. Kick it. it is what it is. But people don't understand, like, your journey. Like, we were having this conversation earlier today. Like, people don't – like, I was the 50th pick, but, you know. What? Yeah, D'Anthony was the 46th pick. I don't know what year. 2018. 2018. And you got drafted by Houston, hmm. whatever. It didn't play out. You got traded to Phoenix. Yeah. Played one year in Phoenix, then got traded to Memphis. Yeah. Wait, you was in Phoenix? Won 19 games that year. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he's year? gone from. I remember that, but I didn't know you was on that team. Mm-hmm. His journey has been crazy to then. I didn't play my first, I didn't play my first 25 games. I was in a suit and tie. Like, my first 25 games just sitting <laughs> in the Jeep, watching. Yeah, thinking, like, I left college early for, for this. Talk <laughs> about that. Like, because a lot of people don't know, like, that mentality. Like, yeah. it's either do or die. And, like, yeah, and you can't panic because if you panic, like, you're not going to be your true self. Exactly. But then you double down on yourself and now look at you. Yeah, so, like, I had 16 workouts coming out of, uh, huh? yeah, 16. I had to. I had to, like, I had to get in front of people, you know what I mean? So I had to make sure everybody was seeing what I could do and my ability, like. But going into my sophomore year, in practice, I was killing. Like, I was 
killing. Like, I felt good about my game. Like, oh, I can go to the league. Like, you know what I mean? Like, once you feel your league game start coming in, you like, It's that confidence. That confidence. Yeah. So, when I play, I was like, damn, I got to get in front of everybody. Like, my agent was like, we got to let people see you. Worked up with 16 teams. None of them. Like, I worked up for all first-round teams. And, like, none of them drafted me. So, like, going to the second round, I'm like, Scared. Scared. Yeah, I'm like, it's yeah. over. Because at that point, you're thinking, like, none of them likes you. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. none of them, but, like, Boston really wanted me. But Robert Williams kept slipping in the draft that year. Yeah. So, once he slipped to 30, Boston was like, we want him. We need him. Yeah. So, he, he took my pick. And then after that, I was just kept slipping. Got to get slipping. in where you fit in. Yeah. Put that in context, though. How many workouts is normal? I did nine. I did zero. Mm. Yeah, he oh, can't COVID, Kentucky right? kid. He, yeah, but I just, I, I, I mean. That's true. When you're projected. You were really on the radar, was, though. It was different. I was 21st pick. I dropped. Damn. I slipped. I wow. slipped. I mean, I slipped because I shot 29% from the three at college. My only shot, I didn't shoot a lot because you weren't supposed to shoot threes at Kentucky. No, no, it's because you, we finally, you know, started shooting together. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, that's really some, it. George Yang yeah, makes me a great shooter. Yeah. But, but no, that's crazy, though. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, 16 workout, like, I hear people talk about the workouts, workouts all the time, and I mean, I, I know you going into those workouts with a mentality of I'm guarding and I'm scoring. Man, because you go into that, you know, in the game, you know, and choppy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm interrupted, but I want to ask you a question about now because, like, we talk about I like I always mess with you before games or who you got to guard or who, mm. you know, and uh, your role has changed so much coming yeah. from Memphis, which is great, which is good. So like over here. Every night, you're probably guarding the best player. I know you probably did a little bit over there, but now you are, like, a primary <laughs> defender on our team. So, it's like, I always mess with you about guarding guys like Jordan Poole and, and yeah. guards like uh, Paul George and then uh, C.J. McCullum. So, like, what is your mentality going into that? Like, I, I know you, like, I got to stop them and I want to do my best I can, but you also got to go on the offensive end and, and make shots. <laughs> that's, that's a big role, a big part of your role, too. Uh, I mean, I just try to, I just try to play with confidence. Like and just be aggressive. Yeah. Like honestly, that's this is this is how I've played since I started playing basketball, yeah. which is crazy. Like before, like when I was really little and stuff like that, I used to boom playing the passing lanes and stuff like that, and I used to have to run down, jump, stop, and you know what I mean, make the layup and stuff. So um, <laughs> real, real specific with your, you know what I mean. So you sound like me over there, man. I used to miss late. I miss anyway, but like. My biggest thing was just I, I had to work on my shot a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? I had to work on being able to catch and shoot because I understand that, like, I'm not going to have a ball every time. Like, I'm not a offensive first type player. Right. So, like, once I got to a point where it's like, okay, I started playing with better offensive players, it's like I got to be able to play off the ball, cut, move, score without having to do all the dribbles and mm-hmm. stuff like that and still be effective because mm-hmm. on the defensive end, it's like, I know I just got to make it tough. Like, mm-hmm. I got to make it tough. Like, no matter what, you just can't get to the same shots that you want to. Like, right. shots you shoot in your workouts, nah, you got to shoot something else. Because like, yeah. you don't realize how much people don't like those shots now. Mm-hmm. Like, they used to like, oh, I want to get to this spot. But now it's like, man, they can't get there. They start they, thinking. They, yeah, yeah, they overthink. Once, now, you got, like, once you got an offensive guy, uh, I'm, you know, I'm more of an offensive guy. But, uh, yeah, join, join, join the club. Pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know what you mean, though. Like, once you have them thinking and they know that you're, you're chasing, they know that you're going to be defending all night, that's when they start 
turn the ball over. That's when they start. A lot uh, of people don't want to play exactly, defense. Like, exactly. A lot of people just be out there. Exactly. So like, but he he's messing up offensive players' rhythm. Like there was one time we were playing. I'm not going to get into specifics, but <laughs> I was guarding someone. He was like, "Let me guard them for a possession." I'm like, are, "Are you sure?" Like they're like bigger than. He looked at me like. Come on. So this person was trying <laughs> I to, I, like, I just said, like, I got it. I like, got you know what I mean? So this person that we were, you know, playing against was able to just dribble the ball, get the rebound, dribble the ball, and he literally made them literally pick up their dribble as soon as he, like, yeah. pressured them. And I was like, I thought he was going to get me in trouble for switching my matchup on them. <laughs> but he literally did a better job than I was doing yeah. on them. And, and that dude was, like, 6'9". Right, you know right. what I mean? It's, and it's just, I guess it's a simple fact where, like, you know who you are, where being like self-aware in the NBA is the biggest thing. Because at the end of the day, like I'm sure there's more skilled people than all of us. But if they don't, yeah, if they don't know what their job is, they're out here shooting in the dark and doing the wrong things, and that's when you look shooting stupid yourself in, this in the league. foot half right. the time. Like, bro, just a lot of people don't understand. Like, bro, you get to the league, bro, you got a job and do your job until you get a bigger job, until you get a bigger role, and just keep moving up, bro. Just keep. It's too much money out here, like, like, bro, you trying to. Once you get that first contract to take a breath, yeah, bro, your game could change your life. You know what I mean? Right. It's just no, absolutely. You could take a breath, and it's like right. you got dudes like Tyrese that's about to come up on. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Man, a lot of a lot of chicken, but you know what I mean. But Woo! he stayed. He stayed with it. He put in the work. He did his job, and it was just like. Now you see it pays off. It may take a little longer, but it pays off. You say it's not about being the most skilled necessarily. And all three of you separately prior to this conversation have talked about not necessarily being the most talented or most skilled or flashiest, but you've all worked into the roles that you have now, despite whatever your limitations might have been or might be. So how proud of how proud are you guys of yourselves and of each other, knowing that you've all taken that similar path? You know, I'll start off with that. And I think the biggest thing I think we all share that is like, I think we all believed in ourselves and the hard work like never wavered. Like there was never a moment where we felt like anything was going to be given to us. And I've only been around these dudes like a year to two years. But when you see someone that knows how to like grind, how to like work hard and had to like go through some things to get to what they want, you that's kind of like something that brings you all together. And I think that's one commonality that we share. Like, sure, if... Tyrese isn't a six-seven guard, but he plays like he's six-seven. You know, DeAnthony may not be the most athletic guard, but he's guarding the most athletic dudes. And uh, I think it's just a shared commonality where it's like, yeah, people have may not believed in us, but you know, like you were saying, you just double down, like continue to work, and eventually it's going to pay off. And I think the hard work just never wavers. We talk about it a lot, though, right? Because most people that listen to this type of podcast aren't in the NBA, right? But what are the transferable lessons that you guys have learned that people that listen can understand? And at least for me, in my line of work, like I'm not the most talented person. I'm not the tallest, longest-legged girl out there, right? But I, I work really <laughs> you think, hard. We think you're the most talented. Yeah, Thank you, George. Yeah. But I had to work really hard to get to where I am, too. And so when I hear you guys talk about that stuff, I can take that into my life. And I can give the same advice to someone who does something totally different. And so... When I hear you guys talk about that, I find it very inspirational. Hmm. Thank you. No, nah, that's facts. Because, I mean, like, especially you can see other people, like, working hard, and that can motivate you. Like, when I first got around this dude, I'm like, man, he Every day. He oh. up early. You know what I mean? Six so he in the morning. double, triple. Yeah. So, like, it's just you see other people, and, like, and you see when they hard work pay off, it's like, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? It make you want to go even harder. It's like you see – 
damn, he shot this many, and then he's shooting this in the game, or he doing this, and then he do that. You know what I mean? So, like, that type of stuff is just it's just motivating. And then I think one thing I'll say about you know, this group that we have right here in this room is um, we motivate each other really, really well. Yeah. Like, um, we, we get hype off of each other's success. Like, I think uh, maybe, I don't remember, a couple games ago, uh, it's a slow game. I remember it's a slow game. Stars weren't playing as great as normal. they normally play. Um, you know, the bench unit didn't play great coming in and when their little spurt came. But when it came back around, um, George goes in the game. And uh, I always tell George, George, what are you here to do? Like, we had this conversation. Like, when I was hurt, we had this conversation on the bench before. He, what are you here to do? And he, I'm here to shoot. And he missed. Yeah, he missed the shot. And the next shot, he kind of pump faked and got scared. And then the timeout came. Yeah, but no, this is just serious, though. As, as being like a teammate and all three of us, I looked, came to George and I said, George. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. What are you here to do? Yeah. And this stop, yeah, stop, this is stop, Christmas. Stop wasting our time. And he oh, goes man. back out there and he hits, what, three, four threes in the, in the second half and, and breaks the game open. And the same with D. Melt. Melt uh, had a, a rough shooting night one of these games and, and made, like, zero going into the fourth. Comes into the fourth, hits three. Yeah. I said, keep shooting, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's what you do. Like, he hits three big ones in the fourth and we win the game. So, it's like – to be able to lean on your brothers, to be able to you know motivate each other, I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, that we've brought and that you've also brought coming into this team. And uh, you know we can really just say we appreciate you for it, honestly. Yeah, and I think the Anthony does a good job of doing it in a lighthearted way. <laughs> like me and Tyrese always have this thing, you know, where we talk about you know we're forty percent from three. And I remember in practice early on, I missed the three, and Anthony was like, "Dang." It'd be nice to have a 40% three-point shooter out there. <laughs> you know, just like funny stuff like that where you're like, yeah, you know what, I, I do need to start making some shot. But he's still going to pass you the ball and, you know, every time believe in you. And I, I think that that goes a long way when you have, you know, you when you're in the game and you're realizing you're not just letting yourself down, but, you know, you're letting the people around you down. And that makes you want to go even harder, work even harder, continue to, to be great. And I think that's a commonality that, you know, us three share and, you know, this – this whole team shares in this locker room. What was it like to play on Christmas? Was it anyone's first? It was mine. Yeah, it didn't, was mine didn't look like it. He was shooting that thing. <laughs> nah, it, Tyrese, Tyrese is mad. He's like, I missed it. Nah. I had these cinnamon toast crunch shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you, played, you played last year, right? We didn't play on Christmas last year, I don't think. Damn. What about the year before that? Damn. <laughs> oh, so you ain't played on Christmas. <laughs> And that's sick. I mean, it's, I it's whatever. Christmas not really that crazy, anyways. What? It was in the garden too. Man, that was that was the most jumping jumping uh, environment that I've been in, and to do it on Christmas. And then when you get back to your phone, you're like, ah, ah. Nah, facts. I mean, just like when you wake up and you see like NBA on, you see Christmas games and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You see the whole production, Merry yeah, Christmas, yeah. all that stuff. You used to have the commercials and all the advertisements. So to finally play in it and like, like what what Doc said, it's like you could play on here. Like it shows like you know what I mean. You deserve to be yeah, here and yeah, you yeah. can show your skill and stuff right. like that. Like people want to see it on Christmas, on yeah. the, like the biggest day of the year. Yeah. And it's like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm big, putting respect. Like, damn, I want to Philadelphia 76ers playing I'm Madison Square Garden, the yeah, Mecca. Like, they want me to like. They trust me to win the game yeah. and stuff like that too. So it's it's just crazy. Like all just, the kids and stuff watching too. Just because this is audio only, I have to describe the face that Tyrese was making while we're talking oh. about playing on sick Christmas. Pu- sick puppy. He looks so 
sad. Well, it's you know what, though? I will say this, though. I didn't make a lot of trips because I was hurt, but being able to be there and yeah. like, just like be a part of it was, was the best you know, for me, honestly. I knew I wasn't able to play, but just be able to see how, like, y'all being happy, y'all being turned. Like, you know how sad I would have been at home? <laughs> like, just watching, watching y'all get. Like, I would have been happy because we won, but like, I would have just been able to turn up with y'all. Like, that's like the best feeling. But because you were sad, I'm going to give DeAnthony an opportunity to fill your cup a little bit. Because you were, when you were out, you were off the road for mm. a large chunk of time. <laughs> and for those that don't know, and people like to hear about this stuff, I know everyone here already knows, but people like to hear about the fact that, for example, DeAnthony and Tyrese shoot together after practice, after shoot around. Every game. And DeAnthony, the whole time Tyrese was out, was going over to the basket by himself, like, kind of <laughs> looking around, <laughs> looking, looking for his Tyrese. <laughs> Man, what? But you had DeAnthony, a sick over there. Because he's, he was sad just a second ago. How much did you miss him, and how good is it to have him back? Man, they took my dog. I was like, man, it, it ain't the same. And, you know, they, they adopted me into the academy, too. What's so the it, academy? Tell people. It's the it's the head honcho right here, so he academy, can he can talk man. for Acad- it. So I don't even know why we. So my rookie year, I wasn't playing as much at the beginning, and um, Spence was, is my player development guy, and like I was I was making jokes because he would have me running and playing one on one and trying to basically just trying to kill me in the workout to keep my condition up. And I was like, one day I was walking, I'm like, man, I'm tired of coming to the academy, man. I want to play in the real game. <laughs> and so, like, ever since then, we just started calling it the academy. And then that's I stuck. I already know. Yeah. He was like, ooh. That's tough. I like that. He's, He's like, like, I'm the director ooh. of the academy. <laughs> so, now, so now it's like, so now as soon as we drafted, I promise you, as soon as we drafted Melt, you know, because I'm still working out. You know, the next day I'm coming into the gym, 6 a.m., I'm talking to Spence. He said, we got to get Melt in the academy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you right. We I was like, we do got to get Melt. Mel- would be he's like yeah we're gonna start working on off the dribble threes as soon as he gets here <laughs> and as soon as he got there start working on off the dribble threes but it, i mean to have somebody like you know who can just flow right in like that like melt and um you know even sometimes g kind of comes in there like you know too, too many camp. dribbles for george academy is like when you just like come together yeah. and we start working out like we do shooting drills we play we play a shooting game um before like before oh well, after shooting on me and I ain't gonna lie, the record the record ain't too good right now. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah. who's record? Who's being who? Look, Tyrese not, is winning. We don't for need sure. to talk about who's winning and who's losing. Oh my god! Now, let me tell you this: when Tyrese gets rolling when he's shooting, he does make like a a bunch in a row, and even I'm like, dang, like I can't it's, really afford. How to wild miss was one. Toronto? What was your reaction to watching him in Toronto? Oh, that was that was immaculate. Oh nice. yeah. That, he was going berserk, 46? and I think the best 44? part was he 44? was just popping off too. He was yeah, running his mouth like- too, like yeah. And then there's one where he got a steal, and you know Tyrese running around, bumping to someone, shoot his layup, pulls up for a three, uh, comes back to the bench. Like, uh, you nah. know, these games like that, like uh, <laughs> we lose to them, and uh, you know we play them in the playoffs. You know we play them in the playoffs, and when you play a team, you know about this. Y'all played the Warriors so many, like the when Jazz. you, yeah, when it's you play up. a team so many times, you play a team so many times, like you really like it's it's a part in your heart that you don't <laughs> like them. Like yeah, it's not yeah. it's not because that you don't like them as people. It's just because you're tired of seeing them. So like to see them get hype and you know get so excited about it, them beating us in the in a which was a crucial part. It was one and four. So like. We needed to be. We need to win the game for for our team and for our like morale of the team, and uh, to be able to go out there and, and all of us to win a, a big game like that without the big fella 
was um you know it was amazing and then you know we was all happy about it yeah i remember that game really well and i remember tyrese you did media following the we were out there for two games right and tyrese you did media after the first one or you spoke to reporters in between games and you talked about how badly you wanted to be able to help flip a switch and then it was so cool to see you do it really just flip the switch and and be that guy that you guys are now describing and george just said it you were running your mouth more than I personally have ever seen you do so in that game. And I'm just curious. I know you can hold your own, but has George taught you anything in the talk department? <laughs> He's his own man. Yeah, it, it was, he was trash talking before he knew me. And I think the funniest thing is, I don't want to say like I've brought it out of him, but like getting him getting him going the way he when he starts talking he knows how to talk trash it had well, nothing to do with me you're known for it and right. you're known for Mr. Laughing Smiley. Smiley. <laughs> it's different though it's different though because during that time of the year like think about where we are now we're rolling we're balling right during that time of the year everybody's counting us out like it's yeah we have no room five, to talk you know what i'm saying yeah. we have we're playing five we played five games and we got we added people like d mel we added montrez we added the house we added tuck that's four guys in a rotation. So it's not going to be easy to add, just bring yeah. those guys in no matter how much talent you have. Yeah. So at the time, my mindset and my mind frame was like, I know we need to win this game. And uh, I was trying to do whatever I could in my power to excite my team and excite you know, us as a group to, to get the morale back where it needed to be. Man. And uh, because at the end of the day, the NBA is extremely hard. And um, you, only have, you only have each other because like, we see each other every day. Uh, we. Like travel, travel. No matter what, like we can we can fight, but the next day we right back with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we can lose, but we gotta we had to lean on each other. So that was really my biggest thing. I just wanted to get you know the guys hype and the guys back together. I think we went on a little three game winning streak, and I think that that kind of helped us. You know. In the long run, so now you know we're here, and nobody's talking about us starting one and four. Man, so I forgot we did exactly. Well, I'm glad we could forget about uh, those days. Thank thank goodness, those were some. It was dark. It got dark. <laughs> it got dark. They was talking foul on our name on Sports yeah. Center, ESPN, yeah. all that. Yeah. I don't even watch that, but they was talking filthy. Before we wrap up, I want to talk about one more topic. Um, before we started rolling, you guys were all talking about your moms, and I know how close you are all with each of your moms. And a lot of moms listen to this podcast, so I was thinking maybe we'd have a moment for moms. Your moms were all at the Christmas game, and – D'Anthony, you've talked a ton about the supporter she's been for you. So, moms. Um, I love my mom. Yeah, D'Anthony, start, start it off. You want me to start? I mean, I could do that, you know. <coughs> Clears his throat. <laughs> I'll say it right then. My mom going to get on me. No, so, you, uh, want me to, you want me to go first? No, no, no. no, 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 no I got it. Yeah, no. My mom, like, my mom, like, she she says she's still 25. Like, you know what I mean? So, my mom always going to be – she always going to be turned. Like, my mom up. She loves sports. You know what I mean? Like, Christmas, she can – she ready to sit there on the couch all day and just have some wine and just watch basketball. Like, that's her ideal day. You know what I mean? So, just the fact that I've made it this far and done this far, like, man, she there too. Like, she she ready. She loves it. She, she go hard for all her kids. So, it's like, um, she's ready for whatever. And she, she loves all this. She loves it. Um, she loves seeing, you know, other people. She loves seeing other people's parents and uh, everything they got going on, just seeing the players and so, you know, she's super supportive, and whatever I want to do, she's right there with me. That's a lot. No, I, th- I think the commonality with that is, you know, all th- from, you know, what I've known about, you know, D'Anthony's mom and Tyrese's mom. And, you know, my mom is that, you know, it seems like all of them were willing to give up 
everything that they had to make sure that we achieved our dreams. And I think that's for why, sure, sure. you know, we cherish and, and take everything that we have so seriously because so many people, you know, including our moms, you know, have supported us to get to this point and, and how it'd be tragic, you know, for us to to let them down. So I think I don't think any of us take our days for, you know, for granted and try to give everything that we have to maximize our potential and opportunity because, you know, they sacrifice so much just for us to get here. And, you know, my mom has been a spearhead of, you know, my development as a man and that's helped me get to where I am today. So thank you, mom, if you're listening. That boy this. a man yeah. now, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Denise, Tyrese. Come on now. Mom. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate my mom for the same reason that y'all, you know, both things said, both of you guys said. Um, I will talk about this, though. Um, my mom wasn't as, she loves me, for sure, but my <laughs> oh, mom snap. was, my, no, no, seriously, but my mom was, was tough, you know. My yeah. mom was tough on me when I was when, when I was young and still is today. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why... Um, I work so hard, and one of the reasons why I uh, I don't need any uh, how you say this I don't need any extra motivation. Yeah, any outside yeah. motivation or anybody to 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 like give me any pity or butter me up <laughs> because I just feel like my mom made me so tough. Like my mom and my dad, honestly, both of them, they um you know they they expected greatness out of me and they expected me to do good things. So like you know George always makes this joke. Uh, my mom and dad they were sitting like courtside in L.A. and uh, it was just one of those games where, like, I had, like, 10 straight. And uh, George is up on the bench hype. And after the game, he was like, bro, I looked over at your mom and dad. And, like, <laughs> your dad was, like, just sitting there with his arms crossed. He wasn't, like, screaming under <laughs> your mom was just doing this little clap. Uh, like, yeah, no excitement. They was just locked in. Yeah, that's how they are. I was like, that's just how they are, man. That's how they've been. And, like, they, you know, they expect great things. And you just have to really appreciate them. One thing I will say before I'm done is, like what George said, is my mom and my dad didn't have – a lot of money to do what they did. They they scrapped up money. They uh, sacrificed a lot of different things. All I remember is I drove from Dallas, Texas to Vegas in a car filled with nine people that sat eight people um, to for me to play basketball. And uh, you know, my mom says it was times that uh, you know we had to sleep in the car. They say we just slept in the car for for. Um, no, nah, I mean, on the road trip, we slept in the car instead of getting in a hotel because hotel costs money, you know what I mean? So, like, I just really appreciate them for that. You know, they, they sacrificed everything, and they worked extremely hard for their kids and uh, myself included. I've had the pleasure of seeing your moms from afar watch you guys, and I know what hmm. you mean about Tyrese's parents. They're a little less, like, demonstrative, yeah. but all three of your moms are very proud of you, and it's very clear. Even I just saw that home. Christmas special. Uh, who was it? On ESPN. Was it last year or two years ago? The, it was this year? No, last, that was last year. Last year? Yeah, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, look at little Tyrese and his family, you know what I mean? Yeah, Tyrese is so funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, two years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Anyways, my mom's great, and she listens to the podcast, too. So, hi, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, hi, Lauren's mom. That is true. You, you, yeah, you better, yeah give, me. <laughs> you better give her a shout-out, too. That's Mrs. Rosen, Tyrese. Oh, snap. Don't shout-out. Mrs. Mrs. Rosen? Yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Rosen. I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, should we do our last little yeah, our final, closer? Our final segment. Last year it was, um, we would ask our guests, you know, if you had advice for your younger self, what would you tell yourself? But we're not doing that this year. <laughs> this year we have a question, you know, what moment in your life slash, slash career, what's something that, that you're... Uh, that you're proud of like for example my 
my my something that I would be proud of would be um, that I was in the league and got to be able to, say, to buy my mom a car. Not about, about, about basketball. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be about basketball. Uh, I would prefer that it isn't about basketball. Uh, I mean, I'm proud of. I bought my mom a house. Like my mom got her own house. My mom got her own cars. Like my sisters, they both got their own cars. Like. I mean, I'm happy for whatever I can do, you know what I mean, for my family. Like, I know they'll always be straight. Like, basketball stopped today, I'll be straight for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So, I'm just happy for all the this, all this stuff I've done. Honestly. But there's so many people that are way older than 24 that'll never know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it feel like to know that? That, like you just said, they're set because of what you did. I mean, it felt good. I mean, it, well, it felt better than good, but at the same time, it's like... I knew this is what I wanted to do. Like, you know what I mean? I knew early and as, you know what I mean, as a kid, like I made up my mind that like, I just want to provide for my family. Like, I just want to get paid to provide for my family. So basketball, football, it didn't matter what I did. It was like, I know that's what I wanted to do. And buy my mama's house was one of the, you know what I mean? It was one of the first things I wanted to do. So once I got to do that early, you know what I mean? Uh, that was like probably, after my, I bought mine and bought, and right after that I bought hers. So I was like, let me just knock this out. You know what I mean? Get what you want and just boom, we can handle it. So that's probably one of my most best accomplishments. That's a good job. Neighborhood hero, man. Neighborhood hero. Tyrese, what's something you're proud of? Oh, okay. You're, you're a repeat customer. So you, last year you did uh, advice to your younger self. Now you have to do what are you proud of? Um. I'm proud of I'm proud of how my family has handled um a lot of different uh, life changes if that makes sense like their just because my life has changed means their life has changed as well like my little sister I'm proud of her because um she has created her own her own name for herself and uh, growing up it's I mean not trying to toot my own horn but it's it's, it's hard for her to, to go through the same district, school district, and someone who her brother plays in the NBA. So I'm proud of her. She made her own her own route. My oldest sister, same thing. Um, she has, you know, she's a single mom. I'm super proud of her. She she takes care of both of her kids, her uh, her twin daughters. I'm proud of that. My mom, my father, I'm proud of all of them, just how they've handled this entire situation. I really just appreciate them for it. And uh, just to piggyback off what D'Anthony said, to be able to provide for them on Christmas, to see all their happy faces, get them, you know, what they want. I know Christmas is not about giving, but to, for them to be around and provide meals and provide a roof over their head and, and safety for them, that is one thing that I, I'm extremely proud of. I love that. Mm. Guys, that was beautiful. Tyrese, thanks for coming beautiful. back. Bang, bang, bang. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> D'Anthony, thank you for stopping by. Tyrese, you have a future in podcasting, my man. And, and we appreciate you coming by to be a co-host. And with that being said, you know, the first episode of season two of the Big Niang Theory. That's a wrap. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, Kat. You already know what it is. Bang, bang, niang, niang.